0: Hey, I'm Drew, I'm Jeff, I'm John, and you're listening to the Renewed Brain Podcast. We actually have a special guest and a special game today, and I heard that if we have more special games, she'll be coming back, so I'm going to let her introduce herself real quick. Hey, I'm Hannah. Hannah is John's significant special. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a meal that you get at a restaurant.
0: I'll have the Significant yeah. Special with extra grilled onions. Yeah. <laughs> or a super move at the end of, like, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> significant Special! Yeah, yeah. Can I get the Significant Special shake? <laughs> and it's actually going to be a really special, fun episode today. Um, I'm actually going to be talking a little bit later, but first we want to intro with a game, and you listening, whether you're on your drive or whatever you're doing, can play along as well. Mm-hmm. This game is going nope. to be called Kanye or Trump, hashtag the tweets, and basically it's self. It's pretty self-explanatory. You're gonna have. I'm gonna read a quote or a tweet that is either from Kanye West or Donald Trump, and my friends here are going to have to guess uh, whether it was Kanye West or Donald Trump. Here's so what we're gonna do to set up. Here's what we're gonna do to <laughs> set up. Since this is not a visual medium. You guys are each going to have your own unique buzzer noise no. so that you're going to buzz in with. And whoever does first, I'll be the judge of that, is the one who gets to answer the question. We only have a few questions, but this is going to be really fun. John Spur, what's your buzzer noise? <laughs> All right, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do me well to remember such a thing. All right, Hannah, what's your buzzer noise?
1: Uh, beep beep.
0: I like it. Jeff? I'm putting them on the spot totally right now. (laughs) Alright, Jeff, what's your buzzer noise? Quack. (laughs) Alright. Quack. Alright, John, I want to hear yours again? (coughs) Hannah? Beep, beep. Quack. Alright, I think we're ready to play, and if you're playing along too, I hope you already have your buzzer noise as well. Alright, so I'm gonna read a tweet. (laughs) These are really terrible. And you guys are gonna buzz in and tell me if it's Kanye West, the Kanye West, or the Donald J. Trump. First question. Do you know where to find marble conference tables? I'm looking to have a conference. Not until I get the table, though. Yes,
1: Hannah.
0: Donald. It was Kanye. Ow! Kanye West. All right. <laughs> Negative 10,000 points to Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She has fallen way behind, and it's only the first question. All right. Here's the next one. The cheap 12-inch square marble tiles behind the speaker at the UN always bothered me. I will replace with beautiful large marble slabs if they asked me to. <laughs> yes, John? Donald Trump. You got it right. Yes. 12,000 points ahead. What Whatever. <laughs> Alright, here's the next one. Are we keeping track of points? Points don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Whose line is it anyway rules? Yeah. In price is right rules, if you know what that means. Alright, fur pillows are hard to actually sleep on.
2: That's
1: <laughs> yes, Kanye. You are correct.
2: <laughs> I thought okay. you were bad at guessing games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He is at uh, twenty-eight thousand yep.
0: ahead right now, and Jeff has nothing, and you are negative twenty <laughs> thousand. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Sometimes I push the door close button on people running towards the elevator. Quiet. I just need my own elevator sometimes. My seven floor sanctuary.
2: <laughs> Kanye,
0: you are correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 36,000 points for...
1: Oh, come on! I worked hard for my
0: 28. He's in a commanding (laughs) lead. (laughs) All right, here's the next one. Sorry losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. Yes, John. What? Donald Trump. It is Donald (laughs) Donald Trump. Okay. Alright, here's the next one. I have never seen a thin person drinking... (laughs) I'm gonna go with Hannah I'm gonna say Kanye It was Trump It was Trump
2: Trump. Negative
0: Negative two points Alright we're almost done Thanks Many are saying I'm the best 140 character (laughs) writer in the world It's easy when it's fun This is in reference to Twitter Yes John Kanye Trump, ah, Trump, shit. negative fifty-six thousand points, oh. which means Jeff has a commanding. Come Can on! How many questions left? One more. <laughs> All right, here we go. I could never do stand-up because I tell jokes better when I'm sitting. <laughs> John. <sighs> Kanye. It was Kanye West. Yes. For forty-eight thousand points. Which puts Jeff
2: Trudeau as our winner. Oh, come I don't on. know if the math is there, but somebody comment how many points we all had. Yes,
0: yeah. please comment. Please leave a review on. I'm iTunes. pretty sure
2: John got zero points on one of the questions, even though he got it right.
0: <laughs> Ow. This is true. This is true. Yeah, please, please leave a review on iTunes, letting us know. And I hope you had fun with us on that one. You guys have anything to add? Anything crazy happened throughout the week?
1: I I got a raise.
0: At work, Praise God. No. That's, I blame God. That's cool. Yeah. That's,
2: that's good. I haven't blaming Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Satan for your raise. <laughs> 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 uh, that's heresy, man. Getting that raise. Ah! Satan gave it to you. <laughs> hey,
0: how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. How do you feel about driving? Driving? Yeah. I love driving. Long distance, huh? I like driving long distances. Good. Now we know something about <laughs> Hannah. We're gonna progressively learn more about Hannah as we have more games.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. that be better than that. she won't she won't stay on our show regularly. <laughs> She's our live studio audience. Yes. Yeah, so you might have heard her yeah. breathing in the
0: background or laughing, in some final episodes.
1: My or farting.
2: I think there was a there <laughs> was an episode where she was hiccuping the whole time oh, we were yeah. recording. Yeah, that, that is pretty true. sure. You probably yeah. heard that.
1: That was an weird. <laughs> We may not have released that episode. Yeah. No. no, we. Oh, really?
2: I, 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 can't remember which episode. It's either that the one or, that say.
0: just. It's either the poop one or the one that's right after it.
2: It's probably after. It's the after poop. that one. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let Drew invade our brains with some knowledge.
0: Welcome to Bruin with Broski. <laughs> this is Drew, and today we are going to be talking about the one. We're going to be talking about stopping for the one. I don't know if this is something you've heard in your church or uh, faith setting at all, but it's a really important message, something God grabbed me over the last year with, and that's it's. you're never the same. You're never the same after this kind of thing gets dropped on you, and it's good. So, yeah, let's get started and just pray that... Uh, God encounters you and you encounter him through this. So I wanted to ask a question real quick. I love asking questions. What was Jesus' first miracle? You know it? In John 2, Jesus' first miracle was he turned water into wine. His first miracle was drinks at a party. So what happened was they're at this big wedding This big banquet, man, they knew how to party back then. They would last for a week or two. These wedding banquets, people would stay, people would get wasted. It was crazy. I don't know. So here's what's going on: is they usually bring out the good wine first and then the bad, but they were, or yeah, but they ran out just altogether. And I mean, after having a week or two supply of something like that for a massive Jewish party, that's crazy to think about how much wine that would have been. So they ran out. Jesus' mom comes to him and says, Hey, you need to do something. But he says, Woman, I don't know if he says woman, my time has not yet come. But the thing is, then he does it. He tells him to fill the jugs and to, with water and to do this, and you get Jesus' first miracle, turning water into wine. It wasn't his time yet, but he did it anyway, for his friends. He cared so much for his friends that he stopped everything for them so they wouldn't be Embarrassed. See, that was a big shame culture thing if you uh, ran out of drinks at your own party like that. Maybe they thought the husband wouldn't be able to provide if he couldn't even provide the drinks at the party. But it, God's good. And he provides. So this is the heart of God, that he cares so much for immediate needs. The bride was hopeless. And it's interesting because her hopelessness and fear of embarrassment is basically what called to the son of God moved his heart into action. See, Jesus would have actually even died for the one. She was the one in that moment for him, but Jesus would have died for the one. You've heard it said, like, if you were the only person who ever lived, that Jesus still would have died on the cross because he loves you so much. It's weird, but that's basically how Jesus lived his life, everyone he encountered, and in a sense, how we're called to live our lives. All throughout the Bible, we see him go after the one. In Luke 15, it's the lost sheep and the lost coin, and then it gets into the beautiful story of the lost son or the good father. What, he does, what does Jesus, the son of God, what does he do when the coin, the sheep, the son are found? In each instance, there's such celebration. He parties. See, in our lives, there's so much going on sometimes with school and sports and church and whatever it is you do with your time, that it can be hard to have time or... You can feel like you have the capacity or the ability to love and care for even just one person that you see. Sometimes we ignore the one or maybe we've been desensitized like in the case of maybe the homeless. You walk around Detroit and it's really sad. I've seen people just laying on the street and I don't know sometimes I don't know what my reaction is supposed to be to that. I I know what Jesus would have done. I really have to kind of think on what I do now when I see those things. But yeah, we've been desensitized to that in some situations, especially if the one is someone who maybe has hurt us or annoys the crap out of us. I've definitely been in a situation a few times in the last year where the person God wanted me to stop for just annoyed the bejesus out of me. It was so bad and I didn't know what to do. And sometimes I was so broken for them and where they were at, and sometimes I just couldn't get past my own brokenness about it. In Luke 10, there's this great story that Jesus tells, the story of the Good Samaritan. It's really awesome. So Jesus is talking about how there's a Samaritan, which is a person who really would have been hated. He's talking to a religious leader, a Jewish religious leader, when he tells this story, and Jesus says, there's a Samaritan, someone you would hate. He's walking down the road, and robbers come. And they beat him half to death. So he's laying there, half dead. Kind of like the homeless guy. And, um, then a priest walks by. And he sees him and he kind of like rushes to the other side of the road. And then a Levite, who also had to be clean at that time, considered clean, walks by. Does the same thing. And then a Samaritan, someone that you or that someone that the person talking Jesus is talking to right now would have hated. Maybe like an ISIS member walks by and has compassion and is moved and stops for the one in need, who has the immediate need. Mm-hmm. So put this in modern day perspective. Let's say you're a leader in your church and you're walking down the street and there's a strip club. And in the doorway of the strip club is a man passed out half dead. And the Christian thing to do is to stop, but you're more concerned about being anywhere near or walking up to or almost being half inside of a strip club. So imagine you'd rather say, well, at least I didn't go into that strip club, than I stopped for this one person's immediate need. You put it in those terms, it sounds silly, doesn't it? But the thing is, we need Jesus' ability. We need Jesus' capacity to love. We need his ears, and we need his eyes, and we need his heart for love. So how do we get that? How do we get his heart for the one? How do we get his heart for the world to stop for the one? I would say stop for God first. In Psalm 27, it says, The one thing I desire the Lord, the one thing I see is to know him. This knowing is experiential knowledge. It You can touch it. You can feel it. You can taste it. You've done it. You know what it's like. So now you're stopping for the one who is the one, and you're enjoying him. You live with him. Gaze on him with awe. Search deeper into him. In your quiet time is a great place to do this. I've been having a lot more quiet time lately. I just started a new job, and it's been really nice waking up early and just spending time with the one who is the one. So if you get to love him in the secret place where no one sees and let him love you, it changes everything. See, from there, we can see people how God sees them. We can see them with his eyes and love them with his heart, not holding their crap against them. See, salvation is a powerful thing. You can know Jesus. But I have a question, another question for you. What is it that you call someone who knows everything about someone but doesn't actually know them? Someone who's been to their house, looked in their window, someone who's, <laughs> someone who's read everything there is to know about them, knows their birthday, but doesn't actually know them. You call that person a stalker, right? Mm-hmm. So are we stalking Jesus to, uh, and begging him for forgiveness? <laughs> well, the thing is, he wants to know you too. He wants that personal experiential knowledge with you as well. So guys, we have the best news that anyone could ever hear. It's that God loves you and he has an awesome plan for your life and he wants to know you. He has a great adventure for you and he wants you to be this news for other people. He wants you to be the love of God encountered to some people even for the first time. See, it's God that gives us this capacity to love our neighbor, to pray for your enemies, Bless those who curse you. Huh. One way to gain God's heart for someone is to pray for them, even if they're your enemy. Pray, My dad prays for someone who really hurt our family every morning, and he just weeps for that person. In a good way. I believe that's God's heart for him. Real quick story, but I know a lot of people have heard of Mother Teresa, but not a lot of people know what she did. So Mother Teresa was actually called the patron saint of death at the time. She was a teacher in Calcutta, India, a Catholic school for girls. And as she was teaching on the, um, above the first floor of this walled off school in Calcutta, India, she would look out the window and see people collapsing in the street. And it was everything in her heart not to run out and just be with them as they died, or want to help them, feed them, be with the poor, be with the needy. Eventually, a lot of stuff happened where she was able to, the Catholic Church allowed her to be able to do that. Long story, see the movie if you can. (laughs) But in the end, her life calling was to stop for the ones who were dying and had no hope of getting better. She would sit with them and show them love while they died. Imagine just all you do with your life is be near the people and be love for them while they're passing crazy thing to think about she said that the greatest disease in the western culture today isn't leprosy or any of those things or tuberculosis but it's being unwanted unloved uncared for we can cure physical diseases with medicine but the only cure for loneliness despair and hopelessness is love there are many ways there are many in the world dying for a piece of bread but there are many more dying for a little love the poverty in western culture is a different kind of poverty. It is not only a poverty of loneliness, but of spirituality. There is a hunger for love as there is a hunger for God. So I want to leave you with that. And that was Bruin with Broscree. Stop for the one.
1: All right. Let's talk about...
0: <laughs> i realized halfway through that uh it was a jewish man not a samaritan who was beat up by the robbers and thieves the samaritan came and helped him yeah. i mean isis member
2: yes ISIS member. the isis member yeah. helped the uh american christian man isn't who got beat up
0: isn't it crazy <laughs> when you put it in like modern day terms like that yeah, yeah. imagine that
1: <laughs> yeah no, I mean I, I thought it was good, uh, you know, because I think there's too many, there's too many situations in culture today where we'll see someone on the side of the road, mm-hmm. or we'll see someone who's saying that's holding a sign that is asking for food or asking for money, and instead of actually meeting the need that's there, we just kind of scoff at them and say, "Oh, well, mm-hmm. you should have stayed in school. You should have got a mm-hmm. job. You should have done better in your life," and. You know, instead of actually being Jesus and meeting the need there, we just scoff at. We would just scoff at them and judge them. I remember growing up in in church when I was younger. That's that's what I would do. You know, those were the things that I would think. Hmm. Um, where did we, that come from? Where did that that thought process come from? Yeah, what do you,
0: for um, you personally?
1: Just, I mean, I guess I could say growing up that was just one of the things that was taught in the church that I went to was that, you know, those kind of people that well, hold those signs and whatnot are just people that didn't put enough effort in life, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause I know you and I wouldn't believe for a second that that was a uh, John Spur no, thought. <laughs>
1: no, that's not a John Spur adopted thought. It's just something that was, that I was taught. And like, it's kind of shocking. Like the things that you know you remember as a kid like the things that you were taught in church you know interesting. and uh i had a situation a while ago where i had a heated discussion with somebody and uh one of the kids that were around at the time where it was whispering and um in people's ears, that was around me. That anybody that goes to such and such church is going to go to hell. And this is like a, this is like a seven year old kid that is whispering these things in people's ears. You know, it's like that's so sad to know that that like that's the case. That when you're that young, you're so susceptible to just taking mm. on that that thought because it was something you were taught. Well. It was something that you. Mm -hmm. was indoctrinated into you and so and that's why i like our podcast because it's (laughs) it's something that gets you thinking and gets you kind of you know more interested in what god's really speaking and saying
0: now i want to say that that kid would have only reason he would have been right about that is if the person who goes to that church is going to hell. If they're going to hell, Michigan Assembly of God. Yeah. I mean, you literally have to drive to Hell, Michigan on the yeah. map. It's there if you look for it. It is. There. To get to it's church.
1: True. And it also carries the highest murder rate in Michigan. No, it, it, does, <laughs> it, it does. It does.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Want to go and like pray for people?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, fun. that's what like everything we say we're not going to give you 100% certainty that we're right on it. Exactly. I mean, there's going to be things. Like, when we say Jesus died for you in your sins and he's the only way to heaven, like, I'm going to tell you that with 100% certainty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when I tell you, like, there's going to be a rapture, I'm not saying that with 100% certainty.
0: You wouldn't say that, would you? (laughs) Uh,
2: That's That's a conversation for another time. I'm going to be on the spot. Would you say that, Jeff Trudeau? Yeah. I possibly would say that. What does that look like? It's too long to get We'll talk into. about that <laughs> some other time. Ah, I love it. I ah. know uh, like we've talked we were going to have a discussion it's gonna about It's going to be a, yeah. I I, am, I
0: definitely don't think that's a thing, but
2: um, um yeah, so we're going to talk about that <laughs> at some point. And like I said, we're like we wanted to bring thought to you guys and we wanted to bring, you know, like, the ability for you to have encounter with God mm. and to have it for yourself. Yeah. Not just because someone taught it to you. Yeah, different perspective. Mm-hmm. But, yes. But, so, I was yeah. in Nicaragua yeah. last... Like, a week and a half ago now. Wow. Um, which was back in February when you hear this recording. Crazy. You have a reference point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but, one of the days, we went to one of the dumps at Oh, okay. in Managua, or near Managua. Um, and there's, I mean, there's basically a village living in the dump. Mm. Uh, people dig through the trash to find stuff they can sell so that they can have money to feed their family and mm-hmm. and live off of. And so this pastor there had planted a church basically right in the middle of the dump. They've got four walls and a tin roof. Hmm. <laughs> And wow. they just have a church service there. And so we got to, to go and be a part of that. And it's just like, like you can go there and you can just be overwhelmed by the situation. Mm-hmm. Or you can go there and just show Jesus to those people, you know? Yeah. And so like, that's what we did. We just went there and we were able to just pray over people. Mm. Like we, we saw a bunch of healings there just oh. because like, God wants to heal people mm-hmm. and we got to show them that. And then like, we just got to play with the kids and these oh, kids are dirty and you don't something. even want to know what they're covered in, but you're hugging them and you're playing with them. And it's huh. just like such a surreal opportunity. Yeah. That's beautiful. But it's like, that's, that's what's stopping for the ones like, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and that's an extreme case. Yeah, (laughs) because
0: that sounds like a good
1: case. (laughs) You know, I think one of the things that is gonna stick for me with me forever is, you know, something I've had one of the leaders of my life say, and that is, you know, there's always going to be a million problems, but are you willing to be one solution to one of those million Mm -hmm. problems? You know, are you willing to stop and be you know, the guy that that stops for the one? Are you willing to put the effort into something that someone bled on a cross for? Like, are you willing to? I mean, that's, that's, how do you solve a hundred problems? Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do you solve? You get a hundred people and you put one person on each problem. No. um,
2: (laughs) You you break it down, you focus on it one at a time. Yeah.
1: Uh As it
0: comes too, I just know, I remember in the gospels, I read a story the other day. Well, it's funny we call them stories. I read in the gospels the other day. That Jesus was walking to the mountain to have a long time with his father, Mm -hmm. and about three things happened on the way there, and he stopped for all of them, and miracles happened.
1: Yeah,
0: That's called availability, and I believe that's a huge part of the gospel.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of... A lot of ministry, just in general, is based off of: Are you like, are you willing to invest in it? Are you willing to be intentional with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that goes more so beyond just your whole entire life too. Like, there's decisions that you have to make every day that you know: Is it something that you're willing to do and invest your time? in. like, mm-hmm. I go to work every day. Okay, I go to work because there's purpose behind why I work. There's mm-hmm. bills I have to pay. There's uh, people that you know need need my help financially. There are people that um, wouldn't be able to experience who John Spur is with, if he didn't have any income coming in. You know, there's yes, there's a there's a million reasons why I get up and I go to work every single day, and it's something that I have to intentionally say yes to mm-hmm. and be available for. And so I believe that the gospel is the same way because even when you are at work, you're. You're living the the true nature of the gospel. Like there people and I'm not saying this out of a egotistical way, but people <laughs> at my work love me. Good. Like because I actually will listen to what's going on in their life or a situation that happened and just give life into it and give feedback into it because there's a million things that I could say was wrong with the situation, but instead of saying what was wrong, I was just there to listen Mm -hmm. and to encourage the person. And, you know, people rely, not rely on me, but people come to me for good information. They come to me for, for good instruction, for good, for good reasons, you know? And, you know, I had a, a, a review a while back, and on my review, I had the highest, one of the highest ratings I had was for inter, interdepartmental relations. <laughs> nice. You know, because everybody loves to work with me, and it's not because I kiss everybody's butt, it's because I'm who God created me to be, and I, yeah. I'm willing to... Mm-hmm. Go the distance to make sure that someone has a better day, you know?
0: Can I read something about what you just said? Yeah. Reminded me of something I wrote wrote down earlier. Half of this is something I heard someone else say. Half of it is my thoughts on it. But he said, you breaking yourself open and pouring yourself out for the healing of the world. That is the Eucharist mystery, communion, ministry, mystery (laughs) present in all of creation. Body broken and blood poured out. That is the Christ life, the pattern, the invitation. The gift you give the world is yourself and Christ in you, is what spills out over the top. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. He calls it the Eucharist rhythm of life, where the body is poured out and the blood is poured out. Mm -hmm. And there is a corresponding season where the blood is poured out and the body is poured out. It's just, Mm. I don't know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Also, I, I have a friend named Bob who's crazy, and he quits something every Thursday. (laughs) This is off-topic. We're wrapping up, but I just wanted to bring this up, and I have a lot changing in my life, so I'm getting to that point, too. But if you feel like you need to be poured back in and not, like, (laughs) blood poured back in, body mended,
2: quit something every Thursday. And trust. (laughs) I thought that was cool. Anyway. Anyway, I have more to say, but it kind of goes along with what I'm speaking about next week. So you're just going to have to wait for it. I'm excited. (laughs) Titillating. Tantalizing. It's kind of like, it's like a good flow into next week podcast this week. That's exciting. I like it. (laughs)
1: Well, oh, I have more to say, too, but you're just going to have to wait till the next following week when I speak. I have more to <laughs> so, say, too, but you're going to have to pay to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is an exchange of goods here, so... Uh,
0: <laughs> cool things are happening, guys, soon. Please support us. So, yes.
1: this is Reneed Brain Podcast, and this is Drew. Uh, this is Jeff. And this is John, signing off. Tell your friends. Yes.
2: and leave a review. It helps and comment and like <laughs> yeah. us
1: and click the link below that's not there. Find
2: our Facebook page that isn't there either. Yeah. Please clap. Yeah. Maybe Please. maybe it is. Hit we the like know. button. <laughs> <laughs> we like you. Subscribe. <laughs> is there any other buttons to press?
1: Um
0: there's well Facebook just had a whole Yeah, you can mess. hit the
1: haha, you can hit the love. I, the angry, I don't I don't know all of them, so... I don't
0: want to hit the ha-ha. You <laughs> <laughs> hit the ha a little too hard the other night. Ah. Ah, nope. ah, ha ha <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
0: guys done? Okay,